You ready to go? You got your coffee? If I can project well enough. Yes, just focus. Focus on projecting, okay? Focus on my focals. Yes, yes, exactly. Okay, Okay, you're good. We're ready to go. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome into the Untitled Life podcast with your host, Caleb and Amy. Thank you for joining us today for this episode. Welcome, Caleb. Ah, thank you for having me on, Amy. <laughs> thank you for being a host with me of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes. And thank you for being here in our van bed. Yes. Um, okay. Recording this from bed today. <laughs> yeah, this is, a, this is a bed recording. Typically, we don't record this in bed, but I don't know. We were just... It felt like a cozy place to sit down and turn the mic on today, I guess. Um, but to just kind of... Start the episode by painting a picture for you, listener, of where we are. Um, Caleb, like you mentioned, we are sitting in our bed recording this episode. Um, But if I look out our back windows, we are in actually pretty different terrain than what we have been seeing really since, like, (gasps) October of last year. Really? Yeah, holy shit. Yeah. uh, Let's say November. Oh, this kind of terrain we haven't seen since October. Okay, you're right. Yes, yes. The seasons are a-changing and times are a-changing, so we are officially moving north, moving out of the desert, um, which always brings some mixed feelings. Maybe we'll get into that, but um, as I look out our window right now, I see a lot of tall trees, I see big rocks, I see grass, um... Yeah, definitely different scenery than sand and tall saguaro cacti. I'm actually not even sure, you know, up until coming to this spot three days ago, I'm not sure it actually still exists. It feels oh. like we're kind of like <laughs> in a floating place. Like uh, it's not actually attached to the earth here. Wow. What makes you feel <laughs> that way? Just the whole, I want, I have never heard of this place before okay. coming here. Mm-hmm. And I don't think any listener has either <laughs> other than the two in the big red blob next, next to, to us. us. Yeah. Um, but I had never heard of this place. I don't, feel like anyone that's ever talked about it or i've ever heard anything about looking it up and it feels just like where we're at where we're at in relation to other towns and cities it it, it shouldn't exist it's just it's a just, blip on the radar it is we're on literally on top of this mountain mingus mountain yes we, we are, are on mingus mountain <laughs> ever heard of mingus mountain no way um not too far from i mean the closest town that i think most people have heard of is sedona that's probably like an hour away, maybe less from where we are. Um, but we really just came up here to escape the heat. And also it was just, I don't know, kind of on the way north. And so we figured why not give it a try. Um, but yeah, total 180 in terms of scenery. Um, it looks a little more Colorado-esque, a lot less Sonoran Desert-esque. Um, and we're still south of Sedona, which is kind of crazy. You <laughs> yeah. think... Mainly the mountain ranges in Arizona start once you get to like Flagstaff, mm-hmm. which and they if you do. don't know, which they do, yeah. yeah. Which, which if you don't know your Arizona geography, um, I mean, I didn't know it until we started living in the van, and now I know it fairly well. Mm-hmm. I would give myself a C plus. We, I mean, we definitely know Maybe southern, B minus, and mid, and a little bit of northern. It's more like east and west that we haven't really traversed that much. I mean, you know, west we've been the quartz site. Yeah. We have not been to Yuma uh-huh. or Havasu, mm-hmm. but we've driven up to Vegas. That's like northwest. That's true. So, and we've done northeast. We did Petrified National yeah. Forest. We've done Sholo. So we've surprisingly right. traveled a lot of Arizona, and we've been down to Bisbee on the yeah. very border. Yeah. So I, you know what? Maybe maybe I'm raising my grade a little. There's some bonus points there. 
there. I guess I wasn't but giving us enough credit. In all of our years of traveling the van, all the months we've spent down in Arizona, I've never once heard of, nor been to until a few days ago, Mingus Mountain. Yes, yes. <laughs> it just feels like a magical spot and like, you know, a name in a fantasy book that yeah. I would read in the Stormlight Archives. Like, the characters need to go to Mingus Mountain to <laughs> reforge the sword of the morning. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it just, and like when you look out, we actually have the view of... Because um, we actually are on top of the mountain. Yes, but there's there's like cities around, like not big cities. Like you said, Sedona is probably around an hour away, mm-hmm. so we can't see that. But I think we see, is it... Prescott Valley. Prescott Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, we have like a town overlook from mm-hmm. our view, but it literally just feels like we are on this just lump that sticks out of the land <laughs> called Mingus Mountain, but it's it's over 7,000 feet elevation. Feeling that. Feeling that. Feeling that. So just kind of a random little mountain in the middle of northern Arizona <laughs> that, yeah, we just like climbed up mm-hmm. and like got 10 degrees cooler weather or whatever, mm-hmm. 5 to 10 degrees cooler weather than the heat wave that was coming through. But yeah. it just feels, it's been a nice little peek into Colorado. Mm-hmm. But also just a little magic getaway. Yeah. Like we know it's this is more of a transition spot mm-hmm. than it is a home spot with it being so far away from other towns. And uh, just since we're still heading north, but it's been cool. Yeah, it has been cool. Thanks, Mingus. Whoever the <laughs> hell that is, or whatever the hell that is. What's a Mingus? Yeah, maybe we should do some research. I'm it sure sounds like something on name. Rick and Morty, too. Like, <laughs> this is how we make a plumbus. A plumbus? Yeah, it sounds like a plumbus. Yes. <laughs> yeah, do you have a plumbus? <laughs> But as I mentioned earlier, we are starting to make our journey north, starting to leave the desert, a place that we have been, the Sonoran Desert specifically, that we've literally been since November. There was a little, yeah, there was a little like month to six week break we took when we went to Nashville. But for the most part, we've been in the Sonoran Desert for a really long time, like five to five and a half months. Yeah, Um, I feel it. (laughs) How do you, what do you mean by that? (laughs) Oh, I mean, I love it. Like, I remember, I think we probably have podcasts talking about it last fall around October Mm -hmm. when living in Colorado and the mountains starts to get a little, you know, hit or miss depending on the weather that week. And, you know, we've just, we typically spend our whole summers there, which is great and amazing. And we get all the seasons, but by around October, I'm like really starting to look forward to our time in the desert where we do just the, it's completely different from anything we get in Colorado. Yes. Yes. Colorado has high desert, but Mm -hmm. Very different from the Sonoran, dusty, dry, red dirt, uh, you know, just massive saguaros that I think we loved. We love the saguaros. Yes. Like, I love all, I love everything the Sonoran Desert provides. But um, also spending, you know, four to six months there, I think is an appropriate amount of time. <laughs> and by I'd... the end of our four to six months there, I'm starting to, like, really crave being back in the mountains. Oh, yeah. Well, I definitely feel it in that. Um, first of all, I feel sometimes just like a shriveled raisin. Sometimes I feel like I am so... <laughs> this is our tannest season, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, because we're, we're in the gonna sun. We're going to lose our tan when we go back to summer in Colorado. <laughs> we're in the sun all the time and not in a lot of water, even though we have been finding water recently. Um, for the most part, not in a lot of water, and my skin feels it. Um, they don't look like this right now, but there are times when the heels on my feet, as Caleb has put it, look like the next national park because they're so dry and cracked. It looks like a canyon is forming. Um, so I definitely feel it in that sense. Don't worry. They are monitored. It's not a medical issue (laughs) Thank you. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) They look good right now. Um, But yeah, I definitely, at least physically, am feeling that. Like, okay, I'm ready for like some, a little... I mean, Colorado's atmosphere is still very dry. Yeah, but... Especially at the altitudes we spend most of our time. That's true, but there's just just water around. 
and does that not like almost dry your skin out more? No. It gives a nourishment. You should look at my heels this summer when I've when I've been putting okay. them in Alpine Lakes every morning. <laughs> there are no Maybe canyons. Maybe with the consistency, forming. you get in the water yep. there. It's it's doable. But yeah. you know, I feel like we've been talking about recently where we've had a few opportunities to get more showers than we would have. Mm-hmm. You know that we've taken the last five months in the desert, and it feels like if you just take kind of one random shower uh your skin actually feels way more dry like the, yes. the days after if you don't constantly moisturize it or something yeah and and so yeah it's but i'm sure the consistency with being in water helps but i still feel like i mean the mountain atmosphere in colorado is still extremely dry like it is you know, overall if you don't yes. if you don't monitor it your skin can get very dry yes. quickly and there's there's also to me there's just a difference in mountain air and desert air and True. I am starting to crave that mountain air, you yes. know, that like you smell pine, you smell the trees, you smell bark, you smell freshness. It's crisp yes. and like, it oof. does always just, it feels like so fresh. Like it's almost like, you know, you're in a little, one of those tanks that rich athletes sleep in <laughs> to help them like recover. I don't know what, what the fuck they're called, but you know, they, it's like p- the purest form of oxygen they can get to really like enhance their muscle recovery. Did not know these things existed. Yeah. Oh my God. They've existed for a while. Um, but I think they're getting better. I'm going to think of it or I'm going to Google it. Aaron, okay. this is what we have Aaron Rogers for Aaron. And he's a star here. athlete. He's probably used one. It's like a hyperbolic chamber. I mean, that sounds Does that good. ring any bells? That All right, we'll good. look up that word. Don't quote me on that yet. But anyways, <laughs> that's what stepping into the Colorado mountain air feels mm. like. Especially, oh, wow, I'm ready. Yeah, I am too. There's something, maybe this air down here is just kind of like hot and like, though it's windy, it feels like kind of heavy and kind yes. of just like sits there maybe with how dusty it is. Um, but the Colorado air always feels like, one, it's always very windy. You can hear it. I mean, you can actually hear the wind in Mingus Mountain from mm-hmm. the coming through the trees right now mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite parts of being back in colorado yeah but uh, i kind of lost my train of thought well that's what's on our horizon yeah um and as we've talked about before the whole we really use our desert season very much as you know a time to just ground and just be we don't have a lot going on in terms of places we have to be or travel so we very much just kind of sit and get a lot of work done a lot of relaxing a lot of just well, like get, pre- preparing the groundwork for our busier seasons where we're moving around a lot more of spring, summer, and fall. Yeah, it almost feels like a very good yin and yang balance mm-hmm. that we have where, uh, yeah, the desert provides us where we can almost like dive deep into routine, mm-hmm. which is like kind of scarce uh, or it can be scarce for the, you know, the average nomad. Um, it's just hard to find on a day-to-day basis. You almost have to like make time for routine. You have to be very intentional. Yes. Because it can really easily not happen. Yeah, it can easily <laughs> slip through the cracks. Yes. And, you but know, in like a fun way, like, like yeah. you know, you're like, oh, you just, I don't know, you kind of can wander aimlessly, which is fun. Yeah. But then I think, at least for myself, over time, I feel I start to feel too aimless. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what happened to me, yeah. or even us, the first year. I mean, I know that first year of van life, we talked about it a lot. So brand new, the whole yeah. lifestyle to us. And it was just so hard, even when we spent times in the desert where we had, you know, months on the end. It was hard to even still find that routine because every day felt like just a complete new challenge. And mm-hmm. Like, there's still new challenges presented every day and, like, new places. Like, we've never been to Mingus Mountain mm-hmm. until three days ago. And we had never been to the spot before we came to Mingus Mountain mm-hmm. before that. So, yeah. we're still getting to new spots, uh, driving through new cities, having to, like, you know, go over new obstacles. But 
the desert just provides that time where we can just really lean into routine and almost get like in a week to week schedule where it feels very much like, you know, a regulated life that you would have mm-hmm. if you were living in a town or a city or like mm-hmm. back what we used to have, you know, when we were working regular jobs and stuff. Um, but I think I didn't think I needed that as much as I did. And I've just really, I've really appreciated how it transitions me and kind of like you were saying like spurs me on into this new season back in Colorado where I feel so refreshed so you know I've been sleeping in my hyperbolic chamber (laughs) I'm all recovered I'm like I'm rested I'm very grounded in routine and now I can just like explore and be curious and like that's also our busiest work season so yeah it really helps with that really helps the enthusiasm yeah I feel like the more I really like sit with and learn about and think like contemplate just the natural seasons of the earth it all makes sense right like in summer the days are longer there's so much sunshine typically the weather is so much more temperate so like you have more energy you want to do more stuff there's more daylight to do it in um and then in the winter there's less daylight typically temperatures are colder so you naturally kind of hibernate a little bit more you're not getting out as much or maybe doing as much maybe you go to bed earlier and wake up later and i just see how those cycles like feed each other and it like totally makes sense and i kind of feel like that is how we have started to work and structure our lives as well i feel like in the winter we don't we really get into routine we don't do much you know i guess from like a outside perspective and that is really like laying the groundwork and the foundation for those long summer days where we have the energy to be curious and we have the enthusiasm to bounce around and you know maybe Mm. travel and do a lot of things in a short amount of time um i can really see how that has fed into that and then once the summer starts to wane and fall starts to come then we get that longing once we start to get very tired of constantly (laughs) moving because neither way is super neither way feels totally sustainable for me to like hibernate all the time or to like be out hopping around all the time you know like I like the balance of both and then you have those shoulder seasons on the side of spring and fall where spring kind of eases us into it fall like slowly eases us out of it you know sometimes sometimes they're their own thing where (laughs) it feels like you can't really like honestly kind of right now I can't think too far ahead into our Colorado summer because I got to take care of this springtime first like i know we're gonna be you know we're we're heading north but we're still like every day now checking the weather app um you know just fine for like multiple towns like that where we could travel the options are are limited yet endless at the same time you know there's there's spring is a little hard because we know eventually we're going to end up in colorado like i do i've had several people ask me like are y'all heading to colorado like when are you going to be there like what's kind of your plan and i'm just like I don't know. I know we're going to be there by mid-May. Um, between Shooting now and for mid-May. Between now and then, don't know where we're going to be for how long. Right. Because it's all, yeah, just very weather dependent. And it is it is a little, it's not a little, it's actually a lot less grounded. <laughs> yeah. Um, even if we're not moving around as we do, as much as we do maybe in the summer in Colorado, I do think spring sometimes is like one of the least grounding times of this lifestyle i mean we don't know yet you know we're getting into the afternoon here on wednesday Mm -hmm. um april 11th lord's year 2023 yeah it's april 12th 12th. yeah yeah um and we don't know where we're exactly we're gonna be tomorrow or actually we do know we're gonna sleep okay yes as of a few hours ago, we did not mm-hmm. know where we were going to sleep mm-hmm. tomorrow. And still, we're just like tossing around a kind of a, a few numbers of ideas that would lead us to different towns, mm-hmm. sleeping in a different spot. Um, and could be anywhere from, you know, 
hour to two hours drive to maybe even further. Mm -hmm. So, and that would maybe be the spot through the weekend. So it's very up in the air. Uh, So how do you stay grounded during these times? Well, so I want to preface by saying... What helps you stay sane? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, this is my third, our third season doing this, doing a spring in the van. So I think definitely for me, like the more times I do something or like the more time I have on my side in that experience, that really helps me. Um, Even though every spring has been different, like none of these three are going to have been the same. um, I still just have the experience of, okay, I've done this before ish, you know, ish. Um, And I never mean you get more and more used to those thoughts and feelings of just trying to figure it out. And like, since we've done it two years in the past, I know it's going to work out somehow. You know, like I have proof in my own personal experience that it's worked out. So just remembering that I think helps keep me, helps keep me sane for sure. Uh Um, in terms of things that help, help me stay grounded, uh, definitely still morning routine. I don't really know what the rest of the day is going to hold. I don't know what the nights are always going to hold, but I, do know when I wake up, I can control like the first couple hours of my morning and that most of the time. Yes. I mean, of course I don't have 100% control over my life, but (laughs) most of the time I can control that. And yeah, if there's somewhere we need, if we need to leave early in the morning, like if we need to leave at 9am, okay, I'll just wake up earlier to make sure I get those things done. Um, so really like in the desert, all that comes easy to me and it's, I can be a little more lax with it, but I think in the spring I have to be more focused and intentional with it. Um, and it's still going to happen. I'm uh-huh. still going to wake up and have coffee and sit outside and read and get some mm. movement in. Mm, and I'm having coffee right now. And get a healthy breakfast. <laughs> um, but I definitely, sometimes in the spring, have to be a little more intentional about, intentional about that. And sometimes that does mean like setting an alarm to wake up earlier to make sure I get it done. Um, but I know in the past those have been big things for me. And I know... Uh-huh. That will continue to serve me well this spring. Um, what about you? Yeah, I think that I think you've kind of shown me that that a morning routine is kind of the only uh, like the thing you can you can't you can't guarantee it, <laughs> but the most you know cons- consistent thing that you can control over the course of a week in van life, mm-hmm. especially when you're traveling through these. You, you know, we're on the move every four days essentially every yeah. spot is a transition spot we're not yeah. staying anywhere for you know the Months. full 14 days yeah. or even even a week at that time um you know i would love to stay at mingus mountain for a week but it just it seems too logistically you know hard like mm-hmm. to drive an hour somewhere to like get all the necessities we need and then come back out here mm-hmm. when we're going to be traveling north like nah mm-hmm. um but uh yeah i think you know the history in the van life you know, doing this now three years is, it really helps. I mean, I think that helps with anything in life. The more you do something, the more comfortable you get with, uh, the, the variables that can occur. And I like that, that variables. And, yeah. yeah. Cause there's still variables and yeah. there still might be new variables we haven't faced yet, but we've faced variables in the past, whether they're the same or not, they were we still faced, a variable. Yeah. At the time we didn't know it was going to come mm-hmm. up and we didn't know it was going to be a variable. It ended up being a variable and we learned how to like, you know, move past it and mm-hmm. to figure it out and so yeah that kind of just having that confidence of okay yeah i'm sure stuff's gonna occur and happen and we're gonna have experiences that we never happened before haven't happened before in the three years but the fact that we've been in that circumstance before and have been able to like conquer it that's cool that's yeah. a good feeling yeah and it so is. um 
so yeah, I think you've really showed me that, yeah, being able to, if I can't control anything else, even like the rest of the day or even the rest of the week sometimes, because depending on the weather, we could have to move, you know, every few days yeah. or every other day or something yeah. to where you can't really get in any kind of consistent routine. Half of your waking day is just like taking care of the chores it takes to like move mm. and, you know, find a new spot to sleep and getting the necessities, food and water and stuff. So you're kind of just worn out after that. And making sure all the spots you're going are spots you you can work, you yeah, know, like spots have certain, you know, yeah. your scouting spots, your yeah. scouting places ahead where the what the weather's like, where food and water is. Mm-hmm. Is it even like an accessible town to drive to, or a spot you know that's not going to feel shady or sketchy? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot that goes into it, and so yeah, it has. You can easily just get into, I think my first year, I was just focused on, like, you know, taking care of that. It was just, like, waking up, I was like, I don't know what today's going to hold. I got to drive somewhere I've never driven before. You know, we got this adventure ahead of us, and I want to be all mentally in on that. And so I kind of just, like, would float through any kind of, just have no routine. Like, yeah. it felt so ungrounded to me. I, I just, like, threw myself in it yeah. face first. Yeah. I was just, like, falling, free fall. Um, but now I think I can handle it a little bit more gracefully because I've been able to establish a morning routine mm-hmm. a little bit. And it all kind of focuses, once again, to use you as inspiration, on working out in the morning. Like, being able to uh, consistently have, like, a, a program, a workout we do, like, Monday to Saturday, mm-hmm. like, keeps me at least, a, you know, there's a nail on that day. Like, I did something to it. So mm-hmm. I can, like, actively kind of count and track back the days. And it just helps me form a more stable foundation for anything that would happen. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like after that moment, like when the morning routine is complete, when the workout or exercise or movement has been finished, like my mind feels so much more clear. Yes. Like I have experienced that too. And it feels just like rooted and grounded and as opposed to kind of scattered, you know? It it kind of feels like, you know, to the universe, it's like, all right, I've done my part for today. (laughs) I controlled what I could control. I woke up Mm -hmm. and I kind of like grounded in my morning routine Mm -hmm. of, yeah, having some coffee, reading, and then getting my workout done. And it's like, you know what? Check mark for me for that day. Now, like, what do you have in store for me? Like, Mm -hmm. where are we going? What's going to happen? I like that. What What do you have in store for me? I'm ready. Yeah, I am ready now. To meet you there. As opposed to, I was just like, yeah, take me there. Like the (laughs) first year. Yeah. (laughs) Just kind of like being led around aimlessly and just taking it as you know all in uh, mm-hmm. just emptily 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 is that a word emptily emptily Aaron <laughs> can you dictionary that thank you but now I feel yeah at least you know I've, every day I can have that foundation mm-hmm. and it's still it's also very hard though I think I felt it this week not only being at 7,000 feet elevation mm-hmm. which you haven't been in a while so working out is you know <laughs> factually harder <laughs> it's hard there is There's less, less oxygen. oxygen to breathe um but but also just yeah just the kind of consistent travel we've had yeah over the last three weeks where we've just stayed in a numerous amount of spots uh i feel it kind of wearing on me yeah and um but i've still liked at least you know, as they say on our favorite Beachbody apps, just wake up and press play mm-hmm. every day. And that's like, that's you taking care of you. Yeah. And then the rest of the day feels very open. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, continuing to do that, even though I feel like I can, I'm not putting my full self into the workouts for multiple multitude of reasons you know just having that consistent routine of like i feel like i'm exerting myself i feel grounded and like clear Mm -hmm. you know after that and then i'm like i'm ready for what the day holds yes yes that that is a huge one yeah um that That is something that we will definitely continue throughout the spring i think to keep us grounded um another thing that 
Yeah. It also well, gets doing... hard with the weather too, though. That can be. <sighs> the weather's hard. Definitely a factor for me that I don't think I've like broken through that barrier yet. Where you know if it's extremely windy and cold in the morning or like slightly rainy, mm-hmm. I'll hold off. Where you've like worked outside in like sixty mile an hour winds. <laughs> <laughs> With that like just fun. in the desert and you know everyone's just looking outside at you being like look at Amy and she's just like literally being blown away. Well, to me, like in those moments, I have to weigh like my two options. The two options are do it or don't do it. And I know myself. <laughs> the longer the day goes on, the less likely I'm going to do it. Right. Same. So if I do it, then like yeah, the like cons to it are yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable because it's going to be super windy or maybe it's like kind of raining so I might get wet or whatever those cons are. But the pros to me always way out outweigh the cons. Like the pro is the clear-mindedness, the grounded feeling, just the way I'm going to feel the rest of the day. To me that lasts longer than that 30 minutes of con where of being like freezing of or cold wet. and windy. Yeah. <laughs> like I think you've worked out in the rain, snow, Wind. Have I done snow? I I'm sure you've worked out in the snow. <laughs> I, don't know if I've done snow. I remember days back in the end of October when we were in Turquoise Lake and it would be like below oh. like it'd be like thirty degrees, you know, yeah. until maybe noon. And yeah. you were out there at like nine AM. <laughs> <laughs> but just to me, like I said, that the pro is so much longer. Like the pro is like the rest of the day being good. Yeah, whereas the con to... is like just thirty minutes of of, Still, like it's, uncomfortability. It's uh, I think it would be a challenge for most people to get through that barrier. Yeah, it. Um, I mean, it is hard. You just kind of have to do it. But I will say this too, and I've heard Jen and Bryce say this about when they were training for their ultra marathon. And I remember there was one day it was like yeah, pouring rain, and they had to do a long run, and they just yes, did I'm it. Still very impressed by that. <laughs> they just did it in the pouring rain in the mud, and I mean, they're not just out there for thirty minutes; they were out there for hours. And I remember bringing that up with them later, and you know, saying how impressed I was with it, which it is really impressive. But I remember Jen Schmick, that was, that was like fun. That was one of my favorite runs. And I get it because it's like, it's so different than your normal, Yeah, typical... you're very present for every yes. moment of it. Yes, because you're like, holy shit, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> but you, it almost then becomes like a weird fun piece to it. Yeah, I um, remember that day. I remember seeing them run away and <laughs> it wasn't that, I mean, I, I'm very impressed by doing that. I just didn't think it was honestly physically possible with yeah. the amount of mud there was yeah, yeah. Uh, for us to even work. I don't even know what we did that day. We probably nothing. tried to do something. Yeah, maybe nothing. We might have done yoga in the van. And that, that was more just because like, I didn't think it was, I could barely step outside the van. Yeah. It was so muddy. Yeah. My shoes yeah. would just get like sink and stuck into yes. the mud. And that was, I thought, physically impossible. <laughs> and yet these average people over here just did the extraordinary. Check them out on YouTube. Average wonders. <laughs> Um, yeah, sometimes it adds a fun piece to it too, though, in a weird way. Um, no, I get that too. Like I'm going to remember my, my transform 20 mm-hmm. kick ass workouts with Sean T up here <laughs> on the top of Mingus mountain where I'm out of breath after like two minutes of warming up. <laughs> yeah. I'm out of breath just walking up the hill after I take a shit in the morning. Yes, yes. Like, oh man. But yeah, it's going to be, you know, it's, it's added to kind of the mystique of Mingus mountain. <laughs> I love this, like this, like storyline you're creating with yes, Mingus. I don't know from the second I heard about it and then just like the the drive up here was beautiful it was. and also harrowing like Oh wow what a word. Thank you. <laughs> um because there was it felt like driving, you know, the million dollar highway in mm-hmm. Ure in Which Tell we've Ride, never done. Which we've never done. <laughs> but we've done roads similar to the one we drove on Mingus yeah. where there's you know there's no guardrail mm-hmm. and the right lane is literally, you know, 
a there's foot no away from the edge. There's no shoulder. Yeah, mm-hmm. so... And that's a two-lane road, <laughs> barely. It's yeah. kind of like our three-person tent that fits us and our dog <laughs> yeah. comfortably. Three people 2. might 5. be able to... Yeah, 2.5. That's kind of what this road is. It's like a 2.5 or a... 1.5. lane road mm-hmm. with no shoulder on the right side and just a sheer cliff drop. Yeah. And we just kind of wound our way up here. And yeah, it seems very steep and just like... I feel like I could draw it. Yeah. But it's, it's just a magical little, you know, uh, like Mount Olympus up here. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. Um... Well, I want to talk about another piece of our morning routine that really feels grounding to me, too. And I want to know how, like, effective this piece of it is for you is the reading aspect. Uh-huh. Like, that, some some mornings, if, you know, I'm not going to get movement in or it's a rest day or whatever, like, it's just the reading that really can, like, just kind of ground and calm my mind and make me... I feel like if I have a book with me and a good cup of coffee, like I can feel at mm. home no mm. matter where. It's like that emoji now. The, yeah. The, mm, mm. Mm. No matter where I'm at or like what's going on for that rest of the day. In that moment, I feel settled and I feel at home. Like, do you feel like it has that kind of powerful effect for you as well? Yeah, I think most of the time, I think you read more consistently, like morning to morning mm-hmm. than I do. Like maybe I'll do three to four mornings a week that I actually read. Sometimes you read, sometimes you just journal, and sometimes you work on your computer. Yes, and sometimes I just, I'm on my phone. Okay. (laughs) Reading other things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes that happens. Um, But that piece for you isn't like an everyday necessity. It's a little more of like a sprinkle and a dash here and there. Yeah, yeah, I think sprinkle and a dash. Where, yeah, I see you, like, you know, you... Right when you finish making coffee, mm-hmm. you have like a book and journal on hand, mm-hmm. you know, ready to go for wherever you s- sit down that day. And, uh, and yeah, I kind of, I try to get to that when I can, but sometimes I just let my mind, if I don't feel like reading that morning, I kind of just let it pass. Yeah. And I'll just kind of sit there with, yeah. and just drink coffee and be in that moment, but yeah. not try to stretch my brain too much. Well, I mean, the book that you're reading stretches your brain a lot because you're reading The Hunter-Gatherer's Guide. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like a college course yeah. I'm taking. And I'm trying to take it like a college course. And those are typically the books I like to read in the mornings more. That's so are interesting a little more, They're not, like, I'm not reading my fantasy novels yeah. in the morning. Or it's more nonfiction to, like, I guess, yeah, nonfiction books mm-hmm. mainly is what I prefer to read in the morning. And really just like, you know, a chapter or two, you know, very sectioned out, like 30 minutes to an hour of this kind of section. And so, yeah, the book I'm reading now, Hunter Gatherer's Guide to the 21st Century, which is very interesting, intriguing and great book. Um, I think it has a lot of conversation starters, whether you agree with the author's takes on stuff or not. So highly recommend it. This is my second time reading through it. And it's hit even harder this time. I feel like I've grasped a lot more of the concepts. I've also been trying to, I knew I read it when I read it the first time, I needed to take it like it was a class mm-hmm. uh, where I, you know, there's, you know, every chapter has like 40 different annotations of stuff they're like, you know, noting in the back of the book. So it's almost I mean, like a. It was written by, sci- are they scientists or biologists? Biologists, or, yeah, okay. and former professors yeah. at the university. Um, and so, yeah, it's very, it's like a elongated research paper essentially and i found myself constantly with my phone near looking up words and vocabulary uh, even with context clues i've like been like okay but that uh, what is that word mm-hmm. harrowing okay cool i'm gonna use that word in the podcast today hyperbolic hyperbolic <laughs> yes which i did look up and i think i was correct hyperbolic oxygen therapy okay i'll need to look into that well-known treatment for decompression 
uh, sickness and stuff. Anyways, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I hope that's what well, I'm Well, I've been about. impressed with you reading that in the mornings because my morning reads, I don't read, I typically stick to nonfiction as well. Um, but I do a little more, I mean, like maybe personal development, self slash self-help. I don't and poetry. Poetry too. Oh man. Yeah. You read a lot of poetry. I have morning. been reading a lot of poetry in the mornings. Um, I don't really like the term self-help, but it's just, I don't know, books that are a little more... It's, it's a category in the bookstores, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. Where you and people find are gonna, the books you're reading, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yes, I have been reading poetry in the mornings, which has been, oh, so nice. It's just a nice way to like gently just kind of wake up and approach the day. Yeah. Poetry in the mornings feels like, in itself, kind of like birds chirping in the morning. Like, <sighs> Yes. It is that in that same vibe. That has been a new addition, actually. Um to my morning routine. I feel like in the last like year, in the last like 12 months, I've started adding that in and it's been, it's been really nice. Cause that's another thing too, that I think is important, um, for like us to continue to do is just to continue to reevaluate our morning routines and see like, okay, what's working, what doesn't feel like it's working and, you know, maybe swap that out for something else and try something new because the whole point of it is to set up our day to be successful or, you know, to be, start the day grounded and start the yeah. day clear minded. And so eventually if things stop working in that way, there's no point in continue continuing to do them just for the sake of routine. You know, you reassess and you say, you know right. what? I don't know if reading in the morning is really working for me anymore. Maybe switch it out with something else. Maybe switch it and try meditating or something. I don't yeah. know. Um, but I think that's important as we continue going through these seasons is to keep like just reassessing and reevaluating what we're doing and see if it's still serving us. Cause just cause it served us two years ago doesn't mean it's going to serve us every year for the rest of our right. life. And I think we're both very good at that mm -hmm. and almost to an extent where, yeah, sometimes even like with this podcast, what I said was like definitive two years ago of like what I did for certain situations has probably changed. Yeah. Now I feel like a hypocrite, you know, sometimes oh. because yeah, I'm always in this, I feel like we're always in this process of, yeah, we like what works for us, but then we're also down to reevaluate mm -hmm. and like recalibrate and reconfigure if, if it feels off or it feels wrong or it feels like we've outgrown it or it has just, it's a different season, you know, and this serves us better that time. Um, I think we're good at listening to ourselves and mentally and physically and like what we need in that moment. And so, yeah, sometimes, you know, I'll say like, oh yeah, I love reading in the morning and working out in the morning grounds me. And then in six months I'll be like, I haven't worked out in the morning forever. And I feel <laughs> so grounded. You know, mm -hmm. it's just, there's been a new activity that's taken place. I've like grown. Maybe and, like morning hikes in yes. Colorado. <laughs> can't wait for that. I know you can't. <laughs> I'm so excited. That's why I need to start training more at this elevation. Yeah. Mingus Mountain. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to substitute something for paddle boarding once we to Colorado too. Oh man. Substitute. Oh yeah. When for you my mornings. Board, yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you still bring a book and coffee out. I on know. The paddle board <laughs> I know. and Kona typically. No. So that, yeah, that's like your morning <laughs> triangle. Yes. At Colorado. <laughs> but I do think that's important to always do because, you know, I would, I feel like especially something I've realized in like living this lifestyle, you cannot, it's really hard to run from how you're feeling or what's working or what's not working because it is so in your face. You can't really run from it or hide from it or distract yourself from it for too long. I and think the especially more, when you feel like ungrounded. Yes. And the more you resist that, oh man, it's like it, the worst it, gets. it persists so hard. Yes. <laughs> it's very true. I think 
that yeah more than like even seeing the positives of like what you know even having a morning routine can be especially in times of where every week and every day is is different i've just seen the negatives of like oh i you know if i don't feel that way i you you can't hide from the ungroundedness you feel and you see how that kind of like creeps in and like seeps through other parts and of your life it seems to move so fast it does <laughs> and then all of a sudden i'm a version of me that i'm not always happy with yeah. at the end of the day or i'm like wow why did that happen and it's like i felt complete like my feet were never on the ground they were just like sliding around could never get my footing and you know i don't like that mm-hmm. how can i be better and grow from that and mm-hmm. so that's one thing that has helped well i'm glad that i have you and that we have each other Aww. to kind of like help <laughs> keep us in check you know right just to check in with each other and help keep each other accountable and help support each other you know throughout yeah throughout all of that if i wasn't here how would you do that you know i that's a good question and pretty hypothetical (laughs) but um very hypothetical yeah it's very it's too hypothetical i think for me to think of like i like to say that i would be able to just hold myself accountable but you know i I don't know know. i mean yeah we have a great situation where we're doing this lifestyle together but we've also met lots of people shout out sarah Mm -hmm. who are like doing it solo Mm -hmm. and that is well she's got bubbles true Mm -hmm. hello Mm -hmm. (laughs) bubbles uh but you know we met other people doing it solo Mm -hmm. they do also mostly have a dog Mm -hmm. yes but that is within itself completely new challenges almost like a completely different experiencing than what we're experiencing yeah when we have those down days or days where we fall on grounded maybe the other person can like bring you up and you have that energy or at least hold your hand and walk through it with you right at least you're gonna experience it together yeah and uh you know i just think a new it's almost like a new level of just like having to prepare mentally and physically for the challenges that this lifestyle brings when you're just solo yeah yeah and definitely pros and cons of having a dog there. Yes. You know? Yeah. So I can definitely see some cons in certain situations yeah. too, where solo with the dog, it's you're having to scramble. So yeah. yeah, it is very hypothetical to us, but we also see it a lot. And yeah. I'm impressed by the people who do it because mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like I can even mentally, like when I asked you the question, you can't even mentally like, get yourself there yeah. hypothetically because it seems so different. We do have each other, mm-hmm. uh, which is very thankful for that. Mm-hmm. And, and it's been cool to do all this together for the last three years. Let's keep doing it. Okay. I mean, sure. Show enough, show already. Yeah. Well, I hope this spring that we continue to feel grounded and good. And I'm sure there's going to be times or days where we don't, but... But that's why there's vegan pizza. <laughs> Cheers to that. Yes. And PBR. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. Thanks. Well, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this podcast Um, we really appreciate all the support that we've gotten. And once again, just as a reminder, um, you listening to this podcast is a huge support to us. You sharing it with your friends is a huge support to us. And we thank you so much. We also have a new way to support our podcast via our Patreon, which I will include a link for in the description. If you're looking for another way to support us. Yeah. You can become an avid listener. Yeah. Part of the inner circle of the untitled podcast life Ooh, what does that mean caleb and amy have to check it anyways, out anyways yep thanks for listening and thanks for your support much love love you guys we'll see you next time peace out peace out